Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi boys and girls, my name is Rebecca Crow, and welcome to episode three of Crowversation. Yeah. Happy Halloween for yesterday, guys. Um, it's one of my favourite holidays. I'm sure it's one of your favourite holidays too, because there's always loads of sweeties involved, and sometimes drinking, and generally lots of fun, regardless of how old you are. I hope you dressed up in a non-culturally appropriating outfit and had the greatest time in the world with whoever you chose to spend it with, whether that's on your own, in bed, shoving candy in your gob, watching Stranger Things 2, or out getting on the town with your best mate, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your mum, whoever it may be. I hope it was amazing. Um, as I live in London, people are still letting off fireworks two days later, or a day later, so... um if you hear a bang, that'll be what it is. It's not gunshots, I promise. So today's episode is with one of the most amazing ladies I know. She's a huge inspiration to me. She has been in my life for only about two years. But when we met, we knew it was going to be a solid friendship because she's a bit of me, she is. Um, the beautiful Lindsay Bell. She's a suicide girl. She's a dancer at SG Disgrace. She's a, a mama. And she's an overall fucking badass. You're going to love some of the stories she has. Um, this week we're focusing on something that makes her extra badass, which is the fact that she is a mama and she has an amazing little girl and raising a little girl in a world where she knows she's not going to be treated equally to boys is tough. So we're going to touch on all those hard subjects and on all the things we think we can make the world better in. And it's, uh, yeah, I hope it's interesting for you guys. It was a real eye-opener for me. I've not got a kid, obviously, so she really, really educated me on some things. She's a wise lady. Some shameless plugs before we begin. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at catsandcrows, K-A-T-S-A-N-D-C-R-O-W-S. Uh, you can find me on Facebook, Rebecca Crow. Um, and yeah, my podcast is now, of course, hopefully you're listening to it on Acast, um, acast.com forward slash Crowversation. Um, it's also on iTunes, so you can listen to me on the go, show me to your friends. As I am now on iTunes, I will shamelessly, shamelessly ask you, please leave me a five star rating and a review. This will help the podcast be shared to more people and share, um, just some goodness in the world. So if you like it, please help me out. You can rate and review every single episode. Please give me five stars because I think I'm a star. Just kidding. I just like glitter. Ladies and gentlemen, 
please enjoy our wonderful guest this week, Lindsay Bell, on episode three of Conversation. When I was growing up, all my role models were men. I didn't see anyone I could relate to in the press, online, anywhere. Now, I'm surrounded with the most phenomenal women. They've each endured unique hardships and survived. More than survived, they thrive. But still, women are not equal in the world, not represented in the media, not treated equally online, and still subjected to sexism in everyday life. Alternative women especially are more a hashtag than they are real humans. I want to change that. I want you to see the women I see. I want you to hear them. This is Conversation. Lindsay Bow, welcome. Hey, Rebecca Crow, nice to be here. Yeah, it's so good to have you. How are you? I'm good, man. I'm very good. How about you? Yeah, good, thank you. It's uh, the morning of the podcast release, so a little bit, a little bit stressed, but uh, yeah, I think it's it's going well. I'm really happy. Fabulous. I'm glad. I listen to everyone. I get so excited when they come out. Ah, thank you, babe. So glad. So, Lindsay. I'm bringing you on my podcast because you are in a situation that I think is quite unique Um, because you're obviously an alternative lady. You're also a badass glamour model and performer and you're also a mama. I am indeed. Yay. Tell me about your little girl. Well, my little girl's called Esme. She's seven years old and she is amazing. She's like the best thing in my life. She's so funny and she's really clever. And I'm super, super proud of her. She's just everything to me. I haven't met her yet. I need to meet her. I know. Well, to be fair, like, every time we see each other, it's either for disgrace or, like, (laughs) getting drunk. So it's, like, it's never, like, a friendly situation. (laughs) (laughs) One day we'll do something PG-rated. We we will, one day. Slightly (laughs) Amazing. So, your beautiful girl, how old is she? She's seven. Seven. Oh, and I am 27. Yeah. I had her when I was 19, and then I turned 20 kind of 13 days after she was born. Wow. How was that? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> it was crazy. Cause at the same time, I didn't feel young because yeah. I was 19. I was very mature at that age anyway. Uh, so when I kind of crossed over to 20, and it's kind of bad now looking back at it. I was really happy because, like, I could say, like, oh, I'm 20. Like, I'm not a teenage mum because, obviously, there's so much stigma attached, you know, not not rightly as well. Like, yeah. definitely not, not deservedly in some cases. There's a lot of stigma attached to being a teenage mum. Completely. So, I, we owe so much. So, I was really happy to kind of cross over to 20 and I'll go, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm 20. And then, like, I'd, the looks I would get would be totally different, like, in the baby clinic and stuff. Really? That quickly? It's, yeah, it's very, very strange, very strange. Mm. And what did your family think of this? Ah, well. <laughs> <laughs> Firstly, like, I will say my family are super supportive of me. That's They're awesome. all amazing. I love them all so much. But when I first, like, found out that I was pregnant, obviously it was a huge shock because I was 19. I was extremely focused on my career. Mm. Like, I wasn't particularly bothered about going out drinking when all the all my other friends really were. Uh, I was, you know, extra singing lessons, extra Aww. ballet. I'm at the gym. Like, Amazing. 
perform at the West on the West End, and I was absolutely convinced that that's what I was going to do, mm. and so my whole family really. So when I kind of came home and said, "Mom, Dad, you know, I'm uh, I'm pregnant," Ooh. they were like, "What?" Like they were really <laughs> shocked because they said we really didn't expect that from you. Mm. I was so focused, and obviously it was a massive shock. It took a little bit of getting used to, but. They came around eventually. I didn't really speak to my dad's side of the family for a good few months because I think purely just because they were so sure, excuse me, so shell shocked. Yeah. And it's such a weird thing for them to deal with. It wasn't out of malice particularly. I just think they took a step back to kind of figure out yeah. how they felt about it, which is is fine because now you know they adore her and it was such a long time ago. Well, feels like such a long time ago now. <laughs> um, a couple of months really doesn't you know it doesn't make a huge difference so they're good now <laughs> oh, and they love Esme oh they do she's so easy to love though like obviously like they would love her regardless but she's so <laughs> like, well behaved and I mean a child of mine I would have thought would be an absolute demon <laughs> <laughs> yeah I can see that <laughs> but no she's so well behaved and uh, she gets on with everyone she's really smiley really polite so she's really hard you know not to love if she does something like really really naughty which is extremely rare I'm mm. like Esme you are in so much trouble and then she's like, I'm sorry mum I'm like oh okay oh, she sounds she amazing <laughs> you're lucky to have a lovely child when you're such a, a fire breathing demon yourself God, tell me about it <laughs> I was really expecting a nightmare child <laughs> oh don't have another one it's probably no. safe <laughs> Karma would suggest I would have a demon. Oh. So let's talk about you, the demon, the she-demon herself. Demon. <laughs> what do you do, Lindsay? Obviously, you're a performer with a SG Disgrace, and you I, have your own dance school as well? I do. I own a dance school. It's called Expressions Creative Arts. Uh, we specialize in adult uh, dance classes. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very much a believer is of, oh, excuse me, very much of a believer in dances for everyone. Uh, so many of my ladies have come to me and they've kind of said oh when I was younger I used to like do ballet jazz uh, tap modern whatever but then the teacher told me I was either too fat um, I know like that kind of thing and it put their confidence on the back burner and then they stopped going to classes and so they're all really like desperate to get back into it and it just makes me so sad when I hear stories like that it's like how dare someone else like put like extinguish your passion you know before you've had a chance to do something with it completely i think yeah so i think like you know adult dance is it's something that's needed um especially with how much confidence dancing brings you um i think it's important you know as as adult you know women to be extremely confident and that's very hard sometimes so hard oh it is so dancing gives that little extra confidence boost which i think women need and uh yeah i'm crazy about that (laughs) girl I love it I have to come to one of your classes oh my god you do we'd have so much fun yes so what are you teaching your ladies at the moment what's their like project you're working on well at the moment in my ballet classes we're having a look at Swan Lake oh Swan Lake um all the ladies have kind of grown up going to ballets and stuff and so they're like wow I never thought that I would be able to dance you know some choreography from Swan Lake that's really uh, we're looking at doing a show next year, just like a local one in my hometown. Um, so we're having a look at lots of different musicals, like in jazz, that we can do adaptations for. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really exciting. It's really electric at the moment and got good momentum. So we just need to keep keep smashing through. Amazing. And uh, Esme, does she dance? Ah, ah, 
she does when <laughs> she <laughs> she does when it's with me. Like if we're doing like classes for children in the holidays, which yeah. is something we do. She'll come with me and she'll like help me, especially with like the younger like babies when we do baby classes. And she'll help me with them, and Aww. she's basically to join in in all the classes like that. But she doesn't like she doesn't want to go to any classes independently like of me. Um, so she, she really wants me to teach her, but you know she's at school now. She's in year three, would you believe? Wow. Um, Damn. <laughs> uh, she can't always come to my children's classes with me, but she's extremely sporty. Ah, like, so she's still still very goes. active, yeah. Oh, very active. That's where her talents lie. Like tomorrow, she's running like across country against like all. Oh these, my god! Like, I couldn't school. do that. Like, I, well, I couldn't do that. Not at all. <laughs> I was absolutely hopeless at anything sporty when I was at school. Likewise. Terrible. Oh, it's but just she, an angsty emo. Oh, I used to hide in the changing rooms, man. Like <laughs> <laughs> football, I was like hell no. No. Did you go to a mixed school or an all-girls school? Um, I went to a mixed school. I went to a church school. Oh, so wow. it was, yeah, so it was lovely. Like, it was a beautiful, beautiful school. Yeah. Um, but, like, lots of very, you know, capable, able bodied people. Um, so, when it came to sports and PE and things like that, I did feel like a bit of an idiot. <laughs> but school was lovely. I really loved it. Oh, I went to an all girls school, and it's an ex grammar school. And so, everyone there was so clever and some of the girls are so good at sports and I injured myself in year nine so I literally didn't do any sports for two years and it was a, a godsend because I that just was a lumbering idiot <laughs> oh mate I, I hear stories about those girls sto- girls schools was it crazy it's yeah it's um it's very intense obviously as a young girl you're totally unaware of how the patriarchy is out to get you, especially in an yeah. all-girls school. So you're just ripping the shit out of each other, as a, as children do anyway. But it's worse with all women because it's just psychological and yeah, it's not a great environment. Doesn't make you think like if we could go back and if we all knew, you Absolutely. know, like it was out there, if we could be a little kinder to each other. Could you imagine how much different it how would be? How much different if somebody had come into my school and given an assembly or talk or a class on just how women need to stick for, up for each other and rather than tear each other down, I think it would have completely changed the whole school, let alone just me. Like, nobody even thought to say that. Nobody, I never got taught that women are gonna earn less than men or that we get less opportunities. Or I never got taught about diversity at all in school, which is, I think, really yeah, bad. I didn't either, not at all. So bad. Start like a petition for it to be put on the curriculum. That's a great idea. I think that's something we could start. Yeah. Let's do it. Do you think Esme gets anything like that? Um, I, I don't. I no. really don't. It's a shame. But, like, at her school, like, all her teachers are women, apart from one man. That's on awesome. A male teacher, which I think is pretty cool. Mm. Um, so Esme doesn't really get taught anything like that in school, but I make sure I fill her head with, you know, equality. Women are awesome. Yes. Be lovely, lovely to your friends at every opportunity I can. <laughs> uh, you're such a great feminist mom. Would you consider yourself a feminist mom? Oh, I absolutely would. Absolutely would. Good girl. I mean, the word feminism. I mean, I live in a small town. Like, mm-hmm. I live in a small town in the northeast of England. And the word feminism has kind of become like a dirty word. No. People, can, people like, get it so confused. They, like, confuse it with, like, misandry and the hate of men it's like no 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 that's not what it is such you a know, common misconception 
equality. It's about how women are equal to men and they deserve equal rights. So like when women around here say, oh no, I'm not a feminist. It's like, how can you not be a feminist? That means you don't believe in equality. I know, it's crazy. People just, yeah, people don't want to associate because I don't know, I think maybe they think they'll be judged differently or they'll be thought out to be, I mean, obviously we are, we're pretty different anyway. We're pretty used to being outside the norm, outside the box, being a, crazy tattooed ladies but uh yeah i think a lot of people are scared to be stand out from that especially in a small town like you said yeah it's just quite backwards (laughs) backwards that sucks well you're doing a good job of changing it i think with your your badass dance class and your badass daughter we're getting there we're definitely getting there yay (laughs) so Lindsay, what do you think about the impression that people are given about mums that do what we do, glamour modeling and performing, uh, in the media? Well, you get a hell of a lot of stick for it. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> that's a given. Um, I think nowadays, like, people keep saying, oh, the world's changing, like, women are, you know, they don't have to just stay home and be mum. But, you know, I really don't think we're quite, quite there yet. Oh, no. I think a lot of... I think it was uh, Kate Middleton. It was, oh God, like it makes me angry just thinking about it. It's an article in The Sun. Mm. I hate The Sun. Awful. Oh, The Sun. <laughs> no good. Just no. like a white with it. That's literally the only use it has. Uh, <laughs> it was an article about her wearing potentially something a little bit too revealing Ugh. for mum, considering she's just had her second child. Kate Middleton, blah, blah, blah. It's like, Oh my God, are you fucking serious? Jesus Christ, she dresses conservatively as it is. She's part of the royals. Like, like God forbid. What they'd say if they saw what I wear. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm walking in Tesco's holding my hands with my seven-year-old. In, in like a leotard and some fishnets and high heels. Yes! Good. Why not? <laughs> I love that people put a uniform on a mum. Like, why does a mum need a uniform? Like, being a, a mum is a hard enough job as it is to have to try and cover up every day. I know, and it's like, we don't all suit cardigans, you know what I mean? No, like, I, I don't think I own a cardigan. <laughs> I don't own a cardigan, no way. <laughs> oh my god, mate. So when I was Googling, I had a quick Google just to see if there was anything on Google, I guess, about glamour modelling and um, being a mum. And it brought up this documentary, albeit it was from a few years ago, um, but it's about a mum, and she took her daughter to America while her daughter was in the middle of her mock GCSEs um, to get surgery um, to obviously enhance her career as a glamour model and oh they just, it was awful but I think a lot of people are just given that impression straight away it's we're not all like that yeah I remember this happening actually and I can remember like watching she did like a program about it yeah. I remember watching it and thinking oh my god like how could you be so selfish like, we're not all, that's it, we're not all big silicone pumped full of, do you yeah. know what I mean? Especially not in our scene. Ladies, that, like this lady clearly is. Like, I wouldn't dream of pulling my daughter out of her exams. In the exams, exactly. It's ridiculous, like, utterly ridiculous. Yeah, I think, like, they think that we're just these, you know, irresponsible women who don't care about anything but themselves. It's like, it's very, it's a very stereotypical view. Yeah. Um, I mean, every, I mean, every single glamour model that I know, like, both of us included, like, really well-rounded, unselfish, caring human beings. Completely. People just see, oh, this is what you do. You get your clothes off for a living. Yeah. Then, 
that makes you a bad person. Yeah, I think they think it makes us kind of self-centered as well, because obviously our career is based around being like looking a certain, not a certain way, but uh, but it's, it's very much based around our appearance. And they think because that's our job, we can't possibly think about anything else. Exactly. Oh, that's totally it. I mean, looking back like years ago when I decided to make, you know, glamour modeling and performing my full time job, if it would have earned me any more money sitting on a checkout at Tesco <laughs> a week, I would have done it. Do you know what I mean? But exactly. at the end of the day, it, you know, this way I get to pick my daughter up from school every day. I get to take her there every day. That's so I get awesome. To do a homework with her. Do you know what I mean? And you know, it's a good, it's a decent living wage. That plus, because I had Esme at such a young age, the last thing I would have wanted would be a couple of years down the line and my mental health starts to decline because I'm not doing what I should be doing. Mm -hmm. I'm and not what, using all my tools. Yeah, and what, what that's, no, that's no way to show your daughter as well. You want to show her to chase her dreams. That's totally, yeah, that's totally it. That's totally it. Oh, that's so good. You're doing a good job, Lindsay. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> what do other mothers think? Do you have a, a lot of friends in your daughter's sort of like friendship group? Are you friends with their mothers? I do now. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm lucky that my daughter has some really lovely friends That's and awesome. their parents are awesome as well. Um, but like, I remember when I first like moved back to my hometown when Esme was four, just about to start like primary school. Um, and I walked into the playground, you know, with my curly hair, like, crazy curly hair <laughs> and down with huge boots like ripped jeans yes i did get a few looks <laughs> used to getting looks uh but now like they all got to know me and do, like don't get me wrong like i love a good kids party like whenever it's esme's birthday we have a crazy i bet party. that sounds wild that's, that's a really good way to you know meet the mums mm. they they come and get involved they're like oh actually you're really good with kids you have a great sense of fun and now that's all they see so I'm really grateful for that like I know it's not the same for a lot of other mums yeah. so I'm really grateful that Esme's got some really lovely friends that's awesome that's such a good way um, to meet the mums actually planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with Quince Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like European linen premium luggage options buttery soft Italian leather bags and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
explained that you suggested. Have you got any other advice for anyone else who might think they're a bit hesitant to meet other other mamas? I would just say put your best face forward. Slap a massive smile on there. You know, be cheerful, be yourself. Show them who you are. Because mm. at the end of the day, every woman has a little bit of themselves that they keep tucked away that they're desperate to show everyone else. Yeah. I think, you know, Completely. it's like everyone would love to go cartwheeling down the street saying, sing. <laughs> That's and me. Every, I honestly think everybody would. I, would. I think everyone's got a little bit of that locked away. Um, and if you show them that you're, you know, you're willing to kind of put that forward and be like, hi, this is me then I think they'll respect that. It's definitely the case for me. So give it a go, I would say. That's awesome. I love that. I definitely would cartwheel down the street. You would. I think I'm so into yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. So Esme, this beautiful girl, have you told her exactly the ins and outs of your job or does she just know like the title? She knows that mummy has her photos taken. Mm-hmm. She knows that mummy dances on stage. That's awesome. Uh, and she knows that mummy really loves her job. She doesn't. She doesn't know a hundred percent, you know, in the ins, the outs, mm-hmm. whatever. Like she doesn't understand. Like I've shown her like my burlesque performances because she asks to see them. Aww. Like, Go on, let's fine. And she's like, mummy, why do you take your top off? Like <laughs> <laughs> young. She doesn't understand why that would obviously. Yeah, appeal. she doesn't see why boobs are a sexualized thing. She doesn't, and I mean. Yeah. That's, totally fine with me because yeah. like you know at the end of the day boobs are for feeding babies completely used to our advantage in some circumstances yeah oh my god <laughs> yes Mel. but like that kind of thing she doesn't understand like i haven't showed her like my topless images like from the past or anything like that i've shown her more my like beauty works and like my fashion high fashion fitnessy stuff mm-hmm. and she's like, wow that's so pretty that's awesome like that's amazing and she sees like my confidence on a daily basis so I think that's all she can take. She takes from it that I enjoy my job and yeah. it, it makes me confident. And, you know, I don't tell her any of the dark stuff, which I will when she's older if she asks. Cool. I mean, it's, it does have to be said, it goes without saying that every industry has a negative side. And I'm sure if she wants to get, even any industry that she gets into, it will have a dark side. So you can tell her in time. But yeah, this, I think right now it's good to keep her, keep her childhood, do you think? That's it, totally. I mean, Aww. she's mature, so it's it's sometimes I forget how young she is. I yeah. forget that she's only seven and a half. Like she's so mature. She seems it every time you speak about her. She seems to have such intelligent conversations with you. Does. And I, it's just remarkable and it's terrifying. It's like, oh my god, like I'm in charge of this mind, this brilliant, beautiful mind. Aww. Please, for goodness sake, don't let me make any mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's human. It's human to her, isn't it? So. Yeah, that's it. Oh. Um. So, have you got any fears for Esme? Do you think anyone would or has judged her because of your job? Um, I've had a few mums say something to me, say some things like, "Oh, well, what if, you know, what if she gets bullied in the future because of what you do?" And I. To be honest, my response to that is children bully other children over the stupidest things. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was bullied for years when mm, I was in time. Same. For being ugly. And, you know, I wasn't. I mean, I was skinny and small and... You were just a, really... an adolescent, though. Everyone's an awkward adolescent, aren't they? That's it. I was an awkward, green-eyeshadowed adolescent. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's allowed to be awkward. I know, Exactly. I think children bully other children over ridiculous things. 
So at some, you know, I've got no control of what happens when she goes to secondary school. Mm. I, all we can do as parents now is to instill in our children how important it is to be nice and how important it is not to judge people. So I think if Esme's gonna get bullied, I mean, I hope to God she doesn't, if she if she does end up getting bullied when she's older, I genuinely don't believe it will be for any reason, you know, of what I do. Because hopefully by then, I mean, that's what, she's seven, four or five years until oh, yeah. she's in secondary school. I'm hoping in that time, the world has become a much more kind of accepting place. Yeah, we can so, dream, huh? We can, we can, we can dream and we can pray and we can cross our fingers and toes. And then we can do <laughs> shit too. We can do shit like this podcast and we can share love and yes. share acceptance. Yes. yes. <laughs> I love it. Uh, well, I'm really happy that she seems to be strong right now. Do you think your confidence will help her through if anything bad happens? I think so, yeah. yeah. I mean, before I did all my modeling bits and bobs, when Esme was really little, I worked in a school, would you believe? Amazing. Uh, and I was part of like an anti-bullying campaign. Fab. And we went all across North Yorkshire, all across the Northeast, uh, Middlesbrough, like all over the place, like with our anti-bullying workshops. And so I've got like quite a lot of, you know, knowledge about how to cope with bullying situations if it, do, if it does come up. Um, but that plus, I think she's, she's gonna grow into a really confident little girl. Yeah. Like she's already so confident now. Um, and I'm hoping that when she grows up, she's just gonna have that, you know, that words bounce off me kind of outlook. Good. I didn't have, uh, I've only recently got that in the last few years. It's hard though, we're, we're brought up in a world where women are just strategically brought down to sell things to us. And it's it's so weird, because nowadays, you know, it's getting better. I mean, the world has got to get better, it has got it has to get to. better. has to, it's still got a far, long way to go. Exactly. So I'm hope you know, hoping by then she'll just be like, ah, fuck you, you know, like I'm <laughs> for her to tell a child to fuck themselves at school. Like I'm perfectly happy <laughs> if it makes her feel good and if it makes the words not mean anything, she can swear at other children. Completely, and tell them. I think so. It's it's funny how <laughs> girls are taught we we're, we're supposed to be like dainty and fairy like and not swear and not do all this and no, fuck that. Do that, yeah. <laughs> and you're a northern lass as well, so. I am. I mean, swearing is just kind of like a second language. <laughs> I love that. Oh, she's going to be so good. She's going to be fine in school. I was I was kind of fine, but yeah, she's going to be so fine. You were kind of fine. You, Yeah, you were tough though, weren't you? You, I was, you got a hard exterior. Yeah, I mean, I was bullied quite extensively to the point where a girl brought in a BB gun and tried to shoot me and my friend. Oh my God. So that was fun. But um, yeah, by that point, I was... I don't know, I, I developed my kind of alternative identity. Yeah. Um, I was quite fortunate to develop that quite young because my mum and my dad are into rock music. Yeah. So yeah, I was super <laughs> lucky. Yeah, oh my God, so good. So yeah, I was quite fortunate, but it doesn't stop you being bullied. If they're gonna bully you, like you said, they're gonna fucking bully you. Yeah, that's it. Hey, well. How are your parents? Oh, my parents. Oh, they're cool. Yeah. They're cool. They're very much, I mean, my dad especially. He's a very confident guy. But that's definitely where I get like my kind of inner confidence that's from. That's awesome. He very much said to me from like a young age as well, if someone's giving you shit at school, stand up and punch them. <laughs> and I never <laughs> told so shy uh, until year nine, a girl got hold of my plat and Ooh. chopped off. <gasps> I had really long hair. 
I had really long blonde hair, beautiful Rapunzel hair. Oh, wow. And she got hold of my plait and chopped it off. Jesus um, Christ. So I stood up because someone's going to cut your hair. You can't yeah. ignore that. Like, I stood up and punched her really hard in the eye. Um, but of course, school being school, I, w- I got like detention for like a month or something. Wow. Got excluded from class. Wow. And then my- my mum came in and was like, how can you possibly, you know, this girl has been giving my daughter hell for the last two years. Yeah. She's finally stood up to her after she cut off her hair. Like, she literally cut my hair. That's fucked up. Why was this other girl not excluded? Oh, she she got some punishment of or another, but, like, nowhere near as much as she might be should have. No, that's, that's like, damaging someone for life. That's, like, hurting someone. Like, that's horrendous, but... Awful. Oh, well. Well, that's what we've got to stop, huh? Come on, girls. Stop yeah. cutting each other's hair. Cut the boy's hair instead. Stop cutting. That's so true. Please stop cutting each other's hair. <laughs> Let's just not cut anyone's hair and let's just braid each other's hair. Let's braid it all together. That would be way nicer. Oh <laughs> yes, Queen. Don't mind these girls. They want to be our friends now. Mmm. It's now. funny, and I'm happy to have them as my friend, but come on, girls. You've got to learn. I don't... Oh, you've got to be nice. That's it. That's it. I was like, if they want to be my friend, I'll say, listen, do you remember when you made me feel like shit in school? Mm. Yeah, I'm really sorry. Thanks. That's all I needed to hear. Now we're adults. Exactly. Fine. I can let it go. <laughs> that's such a good thing to say. Like, you, like, there's no point holding it against them. But if they won't accept the error of their ways, then they won't learn. And then they'll pass it on to their children. Exactly. That's it. That's totally it. And we do not want any more like bully girls who bully other girls we don't need any more of that. doesn't need a single extra one no more no way oh well let's talk more about our industry now what would you give what advice would you give esme if she turned around and said mommy i want to do what you do providing she was like obviously at the age mm. of you know 18 being able to i would absolutely insist on coming to every single shoot with her i think if you're young you know 18 19 really wanting to get into the glamour modeling industry i think it's extremely important to have like a mentor yep to have someone who will advise you you know like someone who's been in the industry for a long time who knows the ins and outs knows that knows the dark sides knows the do's and don'ts mm. i would advise any girl to find themselves a mentor completely it's and to keep you safe as well that, oh my god like that's such a huge thing safety is the biggest issue I, I would I would probably raise because um, there's just there really is just no way to 100% guarantee that who you're going to shoot with is who they say they are 100% um, I mean I, I use Purple Pot uh, which is brilliant website for you know portfolio hosting um, and everyone you know gets uh, feedback and reviews and all this like write up recommendations and things like that so that's that's a really good way to like know who you're shooting with so i would advise any model any young model to sign up to purple pot (laughs) Mm. i had model mayhem back when i started um i never quite moved over to purple pot i don't know why but uh yeah it makes a huge difference to be able to connect with people and also get those kind of like reviews from other models that's it totally so you know who you're dealing with exactly so that's good yeah you're a good you're good at advice Lindsay I'm really impressed um you're so wise well most of well I won't say most of the time 80% wise 80% silly (laughs) do you think that comes from you being a mama or you just think you're just a knowledge a wealth of knowledge (laughs) (laughs) I do think it's from it's from becoming a mum yeah 
Yeah. Like I can, I can, I could give, you know, all my confidence, all the knowledge I've acquired over the last few years. Like I would credit everything to becoming a mum because it changes you. Yeah. Um, it really, really does. It changes you and it makes you see things completely differently. And a lot of my friends, you know, who haven't had children themselves, they've kind of said to me, oh, like, how do you see it this way? Like, how do you see it this way? And I'm just like, just wait, just wait, just wait till you have children. You know, just That's wait amazing. until you have children. And then you'll, you'll see what I'm talking about. Like, the first thing I did was apologize to my mum. Aww. <laughs> like, if I've ever done anything horrendous, like, when I was little, like, I'm so sorry. Because you don't realize how much you know, that your parents actually do for you. Oh my God, I know. I I honestly have no idea. I kind of get it, but I will never know until I do have kids. Do you think you will at some point soon? I do, I do, I think so. But um, obviously I travel so much, so I would want to give my children the most idealistic, beautiful upbringing ever. So I'm definitely going to wait, even if it means I'll be an older mama. Hell, oh well, to be honest, I'm I'm very much an advocate of older mums. Very much an advocate of older mums. I think so it's great because they've got so much knowledge to pass on. That's it, and you would just be a fantastic mum. How much world knowledge you're going to have gained. <laughs> you're going to do everything. I'm trying. I'm trying to absorb as much as possible. Yes. You There's a lot going on, <laughs> including all the uh, all the bad experiences and the good experiences. Yeah, that, that's it. So you spoke earlier about the dark side. Have you got any horror stories to share with us? Um, yeah, probably, yeah. <laughs> Let me just unlock that part of my brain where oh, I can... In the vault. That's the thing as well, like, with this industry, like, the horrible experiences, like, I think they're kind of, you, you at some point, you're going to get a horrible experience. Everyone does. So you just have to get a little box in your brain, put them in there, and just keep them there. <laughs> learn a think... lesson and then fuck them off. That's it. Learn a lesson and then lock it, lock it away. Completely. Um, I had a few photographers telling me that I was overweight. Um, I mean, I've always been a curvy girl. Now, I mean, I'm a- addicted to the gym. <laughs> this is the best my body's ever looked. Lindsay, but you look amazing the- right now. Oh, thanks, girl. And you're, you're everything, it shines through your skin as well. Like, you just look so energetic and so fresh and so radiant. I feel healthy. Yay. Feel- but I wasn't always, you know, so healthy. I've it's always- hard being a mama, too. Well, that's it. Having a baby changes your body completely. Mm. Like before I had Esme, I was straight up and down like a boy figure. Really? A little st- oh yeah, no boobs, no butt. I was just a stick. And then I had her and I was like, holy shit, look at these. These are hips. <laughs> <laughs> this is a bum. Like what the fuck? <laughs> wow, that's no, I had no idea. Oh, completely changes your body. Completely changes you. So I, you know, when I used to get told from photographers, oh, you could do with losing a stone. I mean, I was a size 12, so I, you know, not huge, but yeah, not- that's average, no? That's average, yeah, I would say. But like for a model, I would always feel, oh, I need to be skinnier. But you know, that was just the way I was. And I was still getting paid work. I was still getting, you know, loads of shoots. And so I really enjoyed myself. I did have, you know, a bit of an unhealthy <laughs> when Esme would go to her dad's for the weekend, mm. you know, maybe, you know, go out, uh, drink a lot of alcohol. <laughs> gotta have fun, girl. Eat a lot of kebabs. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, I- guilty. So yeah, there was the photographers that told me to lose weight. Um, one of 
one photographer that I have shot with before that I won't name mm. um, tried to touch me inappropriately. Oh. No. Push my levels. Luckily, though, I'm as you know very well. I'm very outspoken, very confident. Good. So I said, absolutely not. Like fuck off, buddy. Like there's no chance. Thank God. And it just makes me worry though, because like girls who are slightly less confident, maybe quite new to the industry, like how would they cope with that? Like Completely. would they? This is how it's done, which it's most certainly not. Or, you know, it, should I say something? Should I just take it? Like, no. Like, no, I do. I worry about this every day because people always come to me with their horror stories. And I think, what if I shot with this person and I caught them out and got them off the internet yeah. or something? And yeah. Yeah. Fuck. It's terrifying. And it's always, I always hear these horror stories. It's the same photographers. Yep. Over and over again. And it's like, Jesus Christ, like, how can they continue to keep doing this? It's fucked up. You know, 99.99% of photographers I've worked with have been amazing. Likewise. Like, lovely. And a lot of them, you know, like, are my friends now, are my true friends, uh, which is great. And those photographers, there's 0.001% of photographers that are giving them such a bad name. Mm. It's just so unfair. They ruin it for everyone. They do, and then it's that's when you get obviously people who don't know the industry. Maybe your family or your friends say, "Oh, don't photographers like try and have sex with you?" And it's like, no, no, they don't. Most of the time, no. there's obviously the fucking freaks out there that do, yeah, they and they're just broken humans. Everybody. Oh, so yeah, there's that. But luckily, I am a gob on a stick. So, uh, <laughs> so if there's something I'm un with I will speak up immediately which obviously I would encourage any girl to do 100% um, but then there's that thing that people worry about always like oh you're bossy you're, you're too loud Ugh. you're too much pain in the ass you offend easily it's like no <laughs> no I just Don't... have standards and I have to you call it out like no how are they gonna know that's bad behavior unless you say I'm uncomfortable unless you say no that's bullshit that's true because they haven't been taught it clearly growing up they haven't been taught <laughs> Exactly. They need to be told. I feel like everyone in that respect is kind of like a child, especially if they yeah. haven't been taught to how to respect a woman. Maybe they exactly. didn't have a powerful woman in their life, which is unfortunate. But yeah, there's no excuse. No, that's completely, completely true. I completely agree with that 100%. It's like you need to be told no. Mm -hmm. It's just like calling. Like, you know, if, if we're catcalled in the street, we should turn around and make that person feel like a dick. Yep. Like, whether other people stare at you and think, why didn't you just shut up and walk away? Mm. Absolutely not. I will I will call out anyone who decides to make any inappropriate comments Same. to me at any point. And if I see a woman getting catcalled, I will stick up for her too. Yeah. And I would encourage anyone to do that because if we don't tell these guys that they're offending us and they're doing wrong and they're being disrespectful, some of them just genuinely think they're complimenting us, which is... It's just so bizarre. <laughs> it's, it's bizarre, isn't it? It's honestly the way they've been been brought up. It's it's the patriarchy again. Yeah. They just need to be schooled. Whenever I get catcalled in the street, I I come up to them and I challenge them. I'm like, why do you think it's acceptable to do that? How would you yeah. feel if that was your mother that was just catcalled, your sister, your girlfriend? Yeah, that's it. Because they're gonna keep doing it, and they just need to be told. So, ladies. Start start asking questions. You don't if you're not feeling confident enough to have a go at them. You don't have to. Maybe no. you just ask them why. Yeah, I mean, absolutely, do it. 
Do it. I think you need to start doing that today. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Go on, babe. No, no, it's fine. I was thinking, because you said you used to do anti-bullying classes. Yes. Do you think that's something that we need in school for boys? Because we were saying about women having um, classes to tell them not to tear each other down. But do you think boys need anti-catcalling classes? I saw recently, actually, on Facebook um, about a class in, I'm not sure where it was. It was somewhere um, on the African continent. And they had classes on boys to respect women. I think that's brilliant. Yeah. I think that's fantastic because that's not necessarily something that you're taught. Do you know what I mean? Like these kids could come from, you know, could come from a home where, you know, the parents are extremely old fashioned Mm -hmm. in the, you know, they still casually say little racist things that they don't realize is racist, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, completely. And it's learned behavior. Like a little boy coming from that family would obviously look at his parents' behavior and mimic it. They always do. So I think it's they're not getting taught at home. So I think 100% bring it to schools. 100% yeah. start as we mean to go on. I think we've got we're onto a we're onto a business idea, Helens. I know, my God. We gotta teach the kids. Fabulous. Let's start with it. the children, and then hopefully the generations will improve. I hope so. Yes. I... You've really opened my eyes to to kids and parenting, Lindsay. Have I? Yeah, <laughs> I had no idea. Obviously, I'm. I was brought up, I have a brother, but um, yeah, I've never, and I don't have any other friends that have kids, so. Do you know that? No. I think so, I mean, possibly without thinking, but yeah, you're the you're the immediate one that comes to mind. Away. Yeah, it's awesome, I love it. It's good fun, it is good fun. And obviously, being a, a badass lady, you're obviously an inspiration to me, but um, do you have any advice for any other alternative mums? Keep doing what you're doing. Don't let the bastards tear you down. If they're not paying your bills, then pay them bitches no mind. I think RuPaul said that. Actually, yes. <laughs> but it, you know what? It's so true. It's so, so true. I love Just that. Just keep doing what you do and keep being you. That's yeah. enough. Being you is enough. I love that. So as an alternative girl, again, do you expose Esme to our kind of culture? Do you take her to gigs? Would you take her to a festival? Would you, when she's old enough, bring her to disgrace? I have taken her to Shambhala Festival twice. Awesome. Shambhala is really cool. It's just like a great big hippie fest. Um, loads of kids go. I mean, I would take her to download as well. But do you know what? She she likes a bit of metal, but she's more of kind of a jazz, um, like punky, like ska punk, like light punk stuff. Like the That's cat and awesome. Um, that kind of thing. She's more into that. Um, so, oh, yeah, definitely would take her to more festivals. Amazing. Um, and, when it comes to gigs, I'm very keen to take her to a first gig. Mm. Um, we're going to see Little Mix, hopefully, the next time. Oh my time god, now. I'm so jealous. I love Little Mix. I love them. <laughs> I feel like the least like rock and roll ever when I admit <laughs> I fucking love Little Mix. <laughs> They're queens. They're absolute queens. I love them. They really are. Um, but yeah, and definitely, I have no problem with her coming to Disgrace when she's older at all. I mean... We watch RuPaul's Drag Race together. Oh, wow. She loves it. Yeah. I think it's, it's extremely important, especially, obviously, I work in performing arts. Pretty much everything I do is performing arts. So I think it's really important for me to kind of immerse her a little bit in what I do. So she doesn't one day, Mom, look, that's a man in a dress. Do you know what I mean? Mm. To be normal. And, you know, the amount of stuff they talk about on that, like, raising awareness like for gay people like what gay is like I want her to know that that's fine 
and I want her to know that that's normal. And I think that is a really good, and as, as silly as it sounds, watching RuPaul's Drag Race, <laughs> that is a way to, you know, make it normalise. Completely you know. immerse her in it. That's it. And I mean, we live, you know, small town, you know, northeast of England, quite, de- quite a decent area, like affluent area. You know, I think we're like 70% white Christians here. Wow. This is not the place that you see, you know, the full variety of, you know, life. This yeah. is not the place where you see, you know, lots of different cultures, you know, gay pride events. You know, it's not, it's not a place that you see any of that. So it's really important for me to kind of introduce her to these things. Um, and then hopefully, like, when she's a bit older move out of this small (laughs) do you think that's your do you think as as a mum if you live in an area like that I think it's the mum's responsibility to or the parents responsibility to expose their kid to diversity I absolutely do because if you don't then they're gonna you know I mean I'm gonna tell a story now that I'm not proud of but I think it's very important okay when I was little uh I think I was maybe six years old I was walking down the road with holding my mum's hand and a black lady walked past us and I stopped in my tracks, stared at her, and went, oh, Mommy, she's black! Because wow. I had never seen a black, I don't know about never seen, but in such close proximity, mm. I'd never really seen, you know, people of color before. Mm. And that shocked me, and it shouldn't have shocked me. Yeah. That's what happens when you're brought up in a suburban, white, Christian place. Completely. You know? And that that's what happens. And that's no good because the world doesn't look like that and I don't want Esme growing up thinking the world looks like that and as soon as she's a little bit older we're going to move out of this town (laughs) get out of this town girl you're so pop punk that's it we're going to get out we can be fully immersed in a more diverse place and I think it's extremely important for parents to teach their children about diversity in different cultures because I do not want one day a oh, mummy she's black moment because that was horrendous when my mum used to tell me about that story oh Lindsay it was so funny well I don't think it's funny at all mum I think it's awful mortifying yeah but it, obviously it's not your fault but um, now it's so good that you take responsibility for that absolutely I mean every time I think about it I think oh god yeah. six year old Lindsay had barely seen you know people of colour before mm. it's like oh, you know, it's 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 rubbish. It's terrible. Yeah, that's not the way the world should be, and hopefully not now. In London, obviously, I've got loads of diversity, but yeah, completely. Oh. When you travel outside, that's why I love coming to London, man. Oh, I, I love it. Like so many different cultures, it's exciting. It's fab. It's so colourful and so wonderful and so robust, even in the face of yes. all the horrible things that happen here. That's it. That's I love it. it, girl. You gotta come it. down here. Come down here. Oh, dude, that would be amazing. <laughs> I'd love to live in London. It's great. It's expensive though. I can't can't have yeah, that. That's, Fucking that's hell. <laughs> so <It's>, yeah. <laughs> we're running almost out of time now, but I've just got two questions. Well, three technically, but two. Where would you like to see yourself in ten years? Ten years. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ten years. I would be thirty-seven. <gasps> Good God. <gasps> Awful. Yeah. Um, so hopefully I will have my own premises for my dance school. Um, I want a huge, big, you know, three studios, children's center with a crash, like so mums can come and work out. Yes. Like, that kind of thing. That's what I would really see. I mean, hopefully by then I'll be maybe married, maybe another child. 
I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Oh. And where would you like to see Esme in 10 years? Well, in te- oh my God, that's really scary because in 10 years, <laughs> she would be 17. Oh my God. Ah, I would hope, <laughs> I would hope that she would be thinking about university. She's extremely clever. So, I mean, uni wasn't for me. I went and got my dance qualifications the other way, the long way around. <laughs> um, so I didn't have to go to uni. Um, so I'm kind of hoping that she will go to uni and she will have get an awesome degree. Or just hope that she's extremely happy and extremely healthy. That's, you know, if she's happy and healthy, that's fine. Oh, <laughs> that's so good. That's like the John Lennon thing, isn't it? I just want to be happy yeah. when I grow up. That's it. I want to be happy when I grow up. You are a fantastic mama, Lindsay. Oh, thanks, mate. <laughs> Have you got any last-minute, heartwarming, beautiful, cute, adorable stories about Esme? <laughs> yeah, probably. Let me have a look. Let me just rifle through my brain. I've got yeah. like. Or any embarrassing ones you want to embarrass her in the future? <laughs> She's. Oh my god, I've got so many of those. I'm saving them for her 18th birthday. <laughs> well, my daughter's obviously very special little petal. She is. Um, I remember maybe three years ago, uh, so she will, would have only been four, we'd only just really moved back to the area. I was having a really hard time. Like My mental health was, wasn't great. Um, thankfully, it's been wonderful since then. Um, and I'll never forget Esme coming into my room after I've been, you know, I'd been upset, getting into bed with me and going, I love you, mummy, we'll get through. And I couldn't believe that these words had come out of my four-year-old's mouth. Oh, wow. No- how hard you try to kind of hide things in it. It's fine, everything's fine, mummy's happy, everything's good. You know, she obviously knew something was wrong. Emotional and intelligence, yeah. She's so intelligent. And times like that, I always think, okay, Esme, are you the parent or am I the parent? <laughs> <laughs> oh, what an absolute dream. She looks after me. She's amazing. <laughs> I can't wait to meet her, Lindsay. We've still oh, to yeah. arrange this. Uh, uh, I mean, we've been friends for like, what, two and a half years? Yeah. Or something. And it's like it's 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 time. Let's go somewhere fun, somewhere like a theme park or something crazy. Oh, theme park! You piqued my interest. <laughs> well, Lindsay, we're out of time now, but thank you so fucking much for joining me. Oh, thank you so fucking much for having me. <laughs> Have you got any shameless plugs? Social media, anything going on? Your dance school? Uh, yeah. If you want to check out what I do on a daily basis, head to Instagram. Type in expressions with an X underscore creative underscore arts. <laughs> northeast area and you want to dance you get at me yes queen and what's your personal insta because you had it deleted unfortunately didn't you which sucks instagram deleted my my account at eighty thousand followers but i have a brand new one it's lindsay bell it's l-i-n-z-i-e b-e-l-l-e underscore and you'll find me there i post very regularly so i hope to meet lots of you soon yay you're a freaking babe she posts the most amazing photos and also her little little performances as well she's an amazing performer guys you've got to come down to disgrace as well to see her dance it's it's a thing disgrace yeah the next one's the 10th oh my god it's gonna be wild be crazy well i'm rebecca crow um you can find me on instagram at cats and crows k-a-t-s-a-n-d-c-r-o-w-s and this has been episode three of crowvestation with the beautiful lindsay bell thank you so much for joining me lindsay thank you very much for having me mate you have a wonderful day and i love you so much and give esme a big snog for me i will love you lots love you bye-bye bye Cool fact, 
a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.